The Women's Football Podcast, in partnership with Her Game 2. Hi everybody, welcome to the Women's Football Podcast. I'm Annie Mills and this podcast is in partnership with Her Game 2. Joining us today, we have Leicester City Stadium announcer, Kerry Kosh and Swedish football journalist Mera Eriksson. Welcome to the podcast, guys. So it was a very eventful last day in the WSL. Chelsea took on Reading, a game with two storylines, one of highs and one of lows. Chelsea beat Reading 3-0, leading to their fourth consecutive WSL title, but also resulting in Reading relegated to the championship. It was a bittersweet moment for Chelsea because it was also the last game of Penilla Harder and captain Magdalena Eriksson for Chelsea. Mia, you were watching this. Chelsea have shown their talent yet again, but how important is their winning mentality in keeping them as WSL title holders? Yeah, I think this game was probably one of the most uh, significant for Chelsea one because I thought that the football they played weren't that great, but uh, they showed once again that they win no matter what. And I think that that's what quite, I mean, that's what quite quite amazing uh, about that team in general. Um, obviously, to me as a Swede, seeing um, Magdalena Eriksson uh, get the opportunity to lift another uh, WSL trophy. Um, I mean, just spoke spoke uh, to my mom about it, actually, because she said it that, oh, is, is there any other Swede that, that has won that many titles in England? And I was like, oh, no, I'm pretty sure it, it's not. Um, so looking at it uh, from that perspective as well, I do think it's it's an amazing day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And Harder and Ericsson, like you said then, they've had a massive impact in this Chelsea team. Do you think it would be a big difference for Chelsea next season not having them around? I think I think as, you, you know, if, if you look at uh, footballers, you can look, at them also I mean in two ways you can look at them as footballers and what they provide with their football footballing abilities and then you can look at footballers as human beings and what they provide to a team with the soft values if that makes any sense um, I do think in in the soft values department, I do think that um, they will leave a huge gap um, for for the Chelsea fans um, in terms of the way they have been using their platforms and um, giving a voice to to many people that that needs that voice. Uh, otherwise, I do think that Chelsea will be perfectly fine. If you look at uh, the the rumoured uh, replacements. Although they suffered a defeat today and they're now relegated to the championship, Reading still have a lot to be proud of, don't they? Well, I think, I mean, I actually, I, I thought about this yesterday, that in two of the, the big five European leagues, the I'm not going to say the champions because uh, Bayern Munich hasn't won against Potsdam in the Frauen Bundesliga yet, but I, I I feel that going up against Chelsea today that was the worst thing that Reading could face. Like they they could, if we're being honest, um, have uh, an easier opponent on paper at least in order to fight uh, to stay up. 
And uh, with that being said, I think that you could really see that they tried today and they fought uh, for Kelly Chambers. I think um, you could see you could see their emotions after the game, and I mean, obviously, must be a I'm not gonna say a weird thing, but I mean, obviously, it feels quite strange to see a WSL champion celebrate on the pitch and the home stadium um, where the team that will be relegated uh, see as their home pitch. So mixed emotions, but I mean, it's it's like Kelly Chambers said the other day, I think, in an interview that uh, where you are at the table, like where it stands, it doesn't lie. Uh, at this time of the season. So I, I also do think that Reading being relegated is that that's the, the brutal and honest truth about their performance this season as a whole. Yeah, yeah. In the north of the country at Prenton Park, Liverpool played Man United. This first half of the game could be described as quite lacklustre with zero goals. Man United managed to get ahead in the 72nd minute through Lucia Garcia. However, their hopes of beating Chelsea to the WSL title had been put to bed by then. Matt Beard's Liverpool side have had quite a tumultuous ride for their first season back in the WSL after winning the Women's Championship last year. Seventh place in their first year back isn't a bad effort at all, though, is it, Kerry? No, not at all. You know, when it comes to teams at the minute in the WSL... There's so little margin between pretty much every sector of the table, you know, top, middle, bottom. There's just such a little amount within it. And the thing is, you know, a lot of teams have got to take away here that some of which are still building, some of which are still in those development stages of working out how their team is going to look and working out how the future looks for them as well. Some in rebuilding, some have faced real adversity this season. And I think any takeaway to finish in that comfortable position, such as seventh, is actually just a fantastic building block once again for a team like that. So, no, I, I don't think it's a negative at all. Um, I just think it's a fantastic way, you know, to end off the season and to really take it back to the drawing board and see what can be done next season to build upon that performance. Man United missed out on the FA Cup and now the WSL's out to Chelsea this season, but they've also got a lot to be proud of, haven't they? I think so, yeah. I mean, challenging to the point they did today, whereby, you know, had Chelsea have slipped up in any way, shape or form, Manchester United obviously were there right on their tail. You know, whilst Chelsea have been champions now four seasons in a row, it still put the pressure on them. It really forced them to perform today. And, you know, there was a lot riding on the game for Reading. There was a lot of emotions that Mia mentioned as well. Um, You know, even before the game had started, there was a lot in it. But to know that United were breathing down their necks so much for Chelsea, there must have been that level of pressure and that extra layer that they'd have had to have removed. Yeah. Mark Skinner, United's manager afterwards, rated his side an 8 out of 10 for the season. And I think he's done a really good job with this United side throughout. And they really seem like they've kind of started to find their rhythm a bit this season. Do you not think? It did feel like there was that connection that featured for Manchester United this season. There was that real gelling, that fluidity that maybe we haven't seen in the past in the same way. This 
season, even watching them play away from home, they just felt comfortable. They felt controlled. Everything about the team just seemed to connect. And I think when you're in that position and then you've got the morale behind you of the results that you've managed to get consistently week on week, I think it's a great run of form for them. And I definitely think that they're a team you know, that will just continue to work on that fluidity because you've just seen they've got such key players within the squad and I just can't see them going anywhere but continuing to challenge and challenge and challenge. Speaking of one of those key players, Lucia Garcia has been excellent the last few weeks. Mark Skinner said that she'll be used a lot more next season, which will make United stronger next season. Do you not think as she kind of develops in herself as well? Absolutely. I think the the takeaway as well from players like Garcia and, you know, even like Leah, we've seen her play all season and do well. You know, it's just, it's great to see that they're at the point they're at now and there's so much potential and room for growth as things go on. The more they play within that team, the more connected they're going to be. And to actually see Garcia being used as well a lot more next season will definitely make I think the rest of the WSL really take note of what she's capable of because from what I've seen, you know, when she came to visit the King Power, she was one of the key connectors within the Manchester United squad and was really pushing the team forward. You know, her impact on the pitch is incredible. Arsenal hadn't lost against Aston Villa in the Women's Super League until today, but after a goal from Villa's serial scorer this season, Rachel Daly, and another added by Alicia Lehman, Aston Villa beat Arsenal for the first time in the WSL. There's been a lot of talk and speculation about what position Rachel Daly might take up in the Lionesses squad this summer. Kerry, do you think that she should be given the chance to show her skills as a centre-forward for England? I think that's a very interesting one because within the Lionesses outfit, they have got some really key players in their attack. You know, they've got key players across the fit, uh, across the field, you know, but it would be interesting to see how the dynamic changes within the team and how giving her that opportunity, whether or not she'd rise to the occasion. I have no doubt that she would. Um, And I think she is definitely one of those players that, you know, given a chance and given the opportunity, if she can keep a cool head, she keeps concentrated, focused, then I actually think that she could make the impacts that possibly could make a difference to games. You know, Um, Lioness is famously are fantastic moving forward. They're fantastic with their movement on the pitch. You know, no doubt about that. It's whether or not she can keep building on that and she can connect within that team and build those relationships and that chemistry that the attack of Lionesses have already got because it's strong. Yeah, definitely. It was clear as well today that Arsenal are full focus on Europe at the moment. But do you think that their kind of slight slip away from leading the WSL could be due to the amount of injuries they've suffered with key players in their squad this season? Injuries is a very interesting one at the minute because a lot of teams seem to have been hit across the season. And you could argue that a lot of teams within the WSL have lost key players and have been affected You know, when they've gone to play elsewhere, whether it's cup competitions, whether it's European football. And it's it's a hard one to say when it comes to injuries. I don't know what you would make of this, Mia, but when it comes to that, you know, every team has had its challenges. um, But it's about having that depth, isn't it, across the whole squad to be able to interchange some of those players when injuries do happen. Yeah, I actually agree on that. Um, What I do think... uh makes Arsenal unique when we are going to talk about injuries is the ACL injuries. 
Uh, that's one thing. Another thing, if we look, I mean, if we look through Europe uh, in the big five leagues, every team has injuries, and some teams have more injuries than others. Um, so I, I, I do think that it, it's the ACL injuries that makes Arsenal like somewhat, you know, in the spotlight. Um, otherwise, I do think that that this is about the women's game in in looking at it from a full picture that I mean coaches and uh, everyone that works within a club needs to look at how do they plan the season because I actually saw something the other day if we're going to speak about uh, Penela Harder and Magda um then you you can see that I saw a comment the other day about oh yeah but they they are rumored to go to a league where it's not as intense the schedule is not as intense the game the games that they will play is not uh, as intense as they are in the women's super league but then you can look at the women's super league and see that it's only 12 teams in the league and yet we have this problem across europe um, it's a competitive league, no doubt, but also the fact is that when you look at how the table stands today, yeah, it was very tight between Chelsea and Manchester United, but it's nine points down to Arsenal and to Manchester City. So I, I do think that people need to realize that this is more than than just competitive games and... and um, how the international breaks are being handled and all of that. It, it's a bigger question now because this is, I do think that this is a consequence of how the women's uh, game is developing at the moment. It's fast and it's quick and uh, every part uh, of the game needs to, to like be there to, to catch up on what, what can what can happen if we don't do this? And what will happen if we do this? And so on and so on. Moving back to the relegation battle, Leicester stayed up regardless of, of that Reading defeat. Ava Baker, the goal away at Brighton. That was amazing stuff from Leicester, wasn't it, Kerry? Especially after they looked dead and buried up until about February. Yeah, I'll be honest. As somebody that was there at every game at the King Power, um, going into that Christmas break, I don't think anybody thought that Leicester were going to get the mentality that they finished the season on. It was tough going, going into Christmas, because I remember the last game was actually Chelsea. And I think it was an 8-0 loss that day. And heads were just dropped. You know, it, it had just got to the point where there was a change of management. Heads had gone down. And then they came back after Christmas break and it was like they were a different team. You know, the, the outfit had completely changed. The mentality in the team had completely changed. There was almost like a shift um, in the Leicester squad. And also adding the players that they added as well. The the new players they brought in, such as Remy Seamsons, your Courtney Nevins, and then Ruby Mace coming on loan as well from Man City. They just added so much to the team. But arguably, I think the biggest shift was between the sticks. Janina Leipzig has been absolutely phenomenal all season for Leicester. And having a shot stopper, somebody who is purely a fantastic shot stopper, 
in the sticks has just added to that confidence level and has finally allowed the defensive players in the Leicester squad to build. And that's the good thing that I've seen as the season's gone on, that the players at the back have finally managed to gel properly in a defensive outfit that works. Okay, it's still maybe not 100% where it maybe needs to be, but next season it's a great opportunity for that growth. And hopefully... Yanina might stay with us because, you know, watching her off this loan has just completely shifted everything for Leicester. And uh, every single game, she's in the mix for player of the match. And to have a player like that of just such strength and, you know, unstoppability, it's just incredible to see. She's been the difference in a lot of games. Yeah. Do you think big player additions that have had such an impact, like you said, coupled with really avoiding relegation this season will stand them in good stead for next season? I hope so. I really do hope so. I think Leicester is still a team that are building. Uh, we have to remember that their WSL career has been fairly short, but at the same time, they've come a long way. Um, under Willie Kirk, especially, they have changed that feeling of self-belief now and they've used the fans to their advantage, which is something that they weren't doing at the start of the season. They've been lifted, even, even in moments where, for example, they've got a win. They've got that brilliant momentum going. Everyone's getting excited about it. And then maybe there's a game where they slip up or they don't do as well as they hope to do. They've used the fans that are behind them to that advantage. And I think the combination of the fans that have shown up game after game after game that combination of the mentality that has improved across the team and also the players who were the old firm, like Hannah Kane, Aileen Whelan, have stepped up and really supported those new players in coming into the squad. And I think those players have really helped make the difference as well. Like you watch Hannah Kane, she's been on fire every single game. She's been a contributor in so many goals, so many assists, key moments whereby she won a penalty and, you know, it's those crucial moments where she's really shown that touch of class and having gone away and played international football as well, as have quite a few of our younger players like Ava Baker, Sophia Poor. It's been one of those moments where you've got to see them thrive on an international stage and they've come back with a new level of confidence. And we saw that today in Ava Baker. Yeah. And you mentioned Willie Kirk just a moment ago. He has to take massive credit as well, doesn't he? I think he does. I think he's quite actually humble about it all, to be honest with you. He's one of those managers that has come in. He's recognised the issue. is it's, It is a mentality thing. He's recognised that straight away. And he hasn't promised that he can fix everything overnight. He hasn't promised that he can make change just at the click of a finger. Um, he's taken time to really understand the squad, understand what makes those players tick. And he's got to the point where... OK, the West Ham game wasn't exactly what we wanted to see. We wanted to see safety at home. However, today, showing that mentality, even when Reading and Chelsea obviously had that game, you know, they could have just gone for the easy option. They could have tried to go for the draw. However, they didn't want to leave the season on that note. They wanted to leave the season on that positivity of saying, no, we deserve to be here. We can get this win away from home and we can save ourselves regardless of what happens anywhere else. And I think that is the real difference from the team that I saw and that everyone else who was a fan of Leicester City saw at the start of the season. Manchester City have scored 13 goals in the first 15 minutes of the second half, more than any other team in the WSL this season. They kept this up as they looked like they were going to demolish Everton in Izzy Christensen's final game of her career. 
Bunny Shaw was still looking to hunt Daly down as she finished the season off with two goals, the Lauren Hemp's goal sandwiched in between. Lucy Hope and Leonie Meyer pulled goals back to make the scoreline more respectable. She made her England debut in 2015, winning 31 caps and scoring six goals and was part of the side that won the She Believes Cup in 2019. What I have achieved is beyond my wildest dreams, said Tristanson. Being able to choose this ending is something very special. As a young girl kicking a ball around the school field, I had no idea my future would look like this. Dream big. She retired after Everton's final game of the season at Manchester City and ended with, to play my final game at Manchester City Academy Stadium couldn't really be a better ending in my home city on some beautiful turf where I played some of my best football. This game was all about Christiansen. She's only 31, but she's had a great career, hasn't she, Mia? Yeah, I mean, I I actually, I'm a big fan of Issy Christiansen. Um, I remember a couple of seasons ago where I really think she did so well. Uh, and I think she is so inspiring, uh, especially I do think that she has been quite visible uh, the last season because of her punditry uh, aside uh, of her football as well. Um, I think she's quite the character and I do think, I really believe uh, and hope that she is very proud of herself, what she um, has achieved uh, on the football pitch. Um, you, you could also see that from when she announced that she was going to retire, that how much she, she means to her teammates, uh, both um, the ones that are in Everton at the moment, but as today we saw that, yeah, she has made an impact uh, on on players that she has played with um, before uh, as well and I do think that that's I mean she she is an inspiration to to many um, both players that play now but also players that have been playing you, you can you can see that and I think that's quite I think that's quite you know interesting because not all <laughs> former football Football players uh, stick to football, if you know what I mean. But but when when you hear her speak about it, um, last summer during the Euros, I had um, the honor to to be a part of some BBC productions where where she was um, playing a part. And I mean, I really hope that she will stick to that, like keep keep going and uh, to to be a part of the game in the future as well. Manchester City finished just outside the top three on goal difference and their season's been a bit more underwhelming compared to last season. Where do you think that they need to strengthen for next season, Kerry? It's hard to say with Man City, if I'm being honest, because they are one of those teams that they there was a clear gulf between the top two and them this season. And, you know, watching them, when they've got players like Lauren Hemp, when they've got players like Bunny Shaw, you know, they are hungry players. They are hungry in front of goal. They are hungry in every aspect of, of the word hungry when it comes to getting the results, to finishing chances. You know, they're not the kind of players that leave things to chance. So I'd probably say their attack in general is, you know, one of their stronger points. However, um, 
I do think maybe in the middle of the park, there are times that maybe they just, they need to tighten up a little bit more, whether that's changing formation slightly, maybe that's reworking what works for them in the middle. Um, But a lot of the time, you know, their possession, for example, a couple of games I've seen this season, possession has been fantastic. But then other times they seem to have had less than what you would expect them to have being the team that they are. And it's hard to say, but I think the middle of the park is maybe where they're going to probably go shopping around the summer just to see if they can tighten up. Two goals once again for Beth England for Spurs, but it wasn't quite enough to get them the three points against West Ham as they drew 2-2. What a season it's been, a record-breaking season in the WSL. WSL attendances are up 173% compared to the last season, The season average attendance across the 2022-23 season was 5,272, whereas across the last season's campaign, it was 1,931. With one game week still to go, the culminative attendance for the 2022-2023 season stood at 664-211. All clubs except Leicester City have broken a club or stadium attendance record this season. It's been unbelievable for the WSL this season. A really good step forward in women's football. What are your thoughts on this, Kerry? I think it's fantastic. It's fantastic for the game. It's fantastic to see that the game has not lost its momentum. You know, it's just continued to consistently grow and grow and grow. And week on week, you know, even at the King Power, whilst we haven't broken our attendance records this year, you just see that the energy is there. The excitement is there for the game. The accessibility of the game has never been better. And, you know, hearing those attendances week on week as well and seeing other teams and going to away fixtures, you just see that every single ground has that real solid following. You know, the Leicester City Supporters Club has been phenomenal this season. They've been the real difference when things have been tough, when there's been adversity. And I think having those solid stables and kind of holding roles within football is equally as important. And you do see it in the fans, you know, every week when you read out the teams, for example, as an announcer, I get the joy of hearing those players getting cheered. You hear those players coming out to a real atmosphere and getting to see that and knowing that's just the start. It's going to grow and grow and grow. It's just a fantastic feeling. I can't imagine how that must feel for players on the field. And, you know, even with the big teams, you go and watch the big teams And the atmosphere that's being carried across the game, it's just absolutely incredible. And I I just hope that this continues to grow. And I just know that with the quality of the game, the pace of the game, things picking up, like Mia mentioned, you know, the pace of the game, how fast it's getting, the fixtures, everything, you can just see that it's the growth is just going to be amazing. And, you know, having this conversation maybe this time next year will be even better year on year. And it's, it's just great. I was going to say, the momentum that came from the Euros last summer has made such a rippled impact into this season. What do you think we can expect after the World Cup this summer? I think we can just expect even more growth. You know, people are excited. Like, even when we've had the England stars come to play, you know, we've had other players from other international teams as well. You know, just getting to see those names play on the field brings a lot of excitement you know it brings a lot of people in but then at the same time that spirals out to those players who maybe haven't had as much international experience they're getting to experience that atmosphere that maybe the lionesses would experience at their games in the wsl and i think it's incredibly exciting to be able to see that and hopefully post world cup you know those attendances will keep breaking barriers and 
it's one of those things, isn't it, that everybody gets excited. Like, a lot of the time, being an announcer, you get to see, like, young girls coming into the stadium, really excited to see their team play. And a lot of them say, oh, I play football, you know, I play Sunday league. And it's just great to see that this is a possibility for them now. This is a real opportunity and a real option, you know, for players to join academies, to get involved with football in more ways than there ever was before. And the supporters clubs are just absolutely essential hubs to showing people that that's been possible. Some of the journalism this year that has been done within the WSL, I think, has also really, really pushed you know, just how good it is and how these things are now possible. It's like, you know, earlier on, Mia was saying how proud Izzy Christensen should be of her career, but she was just a girl kicking around the ball, never realised that her dreams could materialise as big as they have. And I think we're going to see more players like that who are going to come through with these huge dreams and they can see that they can be achieved. Producer Luke caught up with Chief Women's Football Writer for The Telegraph, Tom Gary, post-match at Liverpool to get his thoughts. Stood here with Tom Gary from The Telegraph. Sunny day, uh, end of the season for the WSL. Not quite for Manchester United in the end, but they've, they've given Chelsea a really good run this year, haven't they? Yeah, they really have. Uh, they got the same points tally that Chelsea won the league with last season. Um, and this would have been good enough to, to win this points per game they've accumulated this term would have been good enough to win the league more seasons than not uh, in the WCL era so yeah they've had a very good season um, the two head-to-heads against Chelsea being the key mm. difference of course but the rest of their campaign has been very very close to flawless in terms of the results so yeah brilliant for Manchester United overall uh, fine margins between winning the league and finishing second but I think they'll reflect overall on, on a very 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 good campaign. And it's just been a brilliant WSL season in general, hasn't it, from top to bottom? You've not had a runaway lead, you've not had a team at the bottom who's, who's dead dead and buried. So the fact it's gone to the last day is a testament to how much the WSL's improved. I think so. I, th- I think um, it shouldn't be a massive surprise for it to go down to the final day quite often in our sport because it's only a 12-team league and 22-game season. But I do agree this has been the most compelling WSL yeah. season so far. I think... It, um, the four-way title race helped with that enormously, but also the fact that we had the resurgence of Leicester and Brighton mm. um, in the second half of the season that also made it, you know, more yeah. compelling for the for the neutrals for sure. Yeah. And in terms of the crowds, obviously you've been here since more or less the beginning of the women's game and and, and it becoming professional. But I mean, the crowds are, are immense this year. I think they're up 173 percent. I read somewhere this season. Yeah, up to close to five and a half thousand as an average from. Mm under 2,000 as an average last season so it is a big big growth but um, you know the, the league does need to aspire for that it needs to aspire for more for more yeah. sold out away ends it needs to needs to try and make that more 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 regular but yeah d- definitely lots of growth I think the coverage is getting better as well on all platforms it's getting more more comprehensive that's only going to help it grow and grow it will get there I think it's in a healthy position um, still, still lots to improve on, and yeah, lots of yeah. lots of facilities to, to try and enhance. But in general, I think we'll look back on this as a really strong year, and the, with the World Cup coming up, there's a chance for it to kick on again in in September. Yeah, it, do, it doesn't stop, does it? You're, you're off to Australia, I think, in the summer, are you? Oh, well, where winter? Yeah, I'm very lucky to be going out. Looking forward to it. I think it will be a fantastic tournament. I would just, I guess, say uh, with a few unknowns, and it's an expanded tournament. You know, 32 teams. Could be a bit different to France four four years ago. The sports come on a long time since then. Um, winter tournament, the weather could be interesting. Um, ah, it should be it should be a brilliant brilliant 
competition. I'm really looking forward to that, yeah. There's lots of transfer rumours, lots of surprising departures at the moment. Kate Longhurst leaving West Ham. Raphael will leave Arsenal with Jonas Ardeval saying it's beyond his control. He says recruitment is very key for the Gunners this summer. It's going to be a busy summer in the WSL, isn't it, Mia? Have you got your ear to the ground on any transfer rumours? Yeah, I think um, I, I think it's it's quite interesting um, across the WSL because I do think players are also leaving England to play in in other leagues, um, and I mean rumours will stay rumours until until the players are announced. But I do think that we will see departures from Everton maybe. Uh, still, um, that that's you know, one one team that has been doing so well but aren't quite up there. But you can see players that that will keep the quality to play in the Champions League. I do think that Nicolina Sørensen is one of those players uh, that could be uh, up there to compete uh, for a spot in a team that will play in the Champions League. Who knows? Um, I mean, I do think that Arsenal has a lot of work to do. Um, Jonas Edeval has been has been fishing for players that he has been coached before. I saw one rumor today about Arsenal going after or being in talks with with Bayern München's uh, centre back uh, from Iceland, Glodis Perlavigustotir who has been a player um, under Jonas Edeval before. It's going to be interesting to see um, how Arsenal's recruitment strategy plays out um, because I do think that players around Europe might also be concerned about the amount of ACL injuries that Arsenal has. You just mentioned briefly, but I think a prominent thought on the mind of a lot of players is European football and where the players are best placed to go in order to get that, don't you think? Yeah, and, and one thing I've actually been thinking about lately a lot is the fact that players also want to be used to their best ability, abilities. They, they want to know where can I fit into this team what can I add to this team? Um, not just, I mean, th- this probably doesn't make any sense when I say it out loud, but but the thing is that some some of the best players in, in Europe, they don't want to go to teams to be on the bench. They want to play as well. Uh, and they want to be used um, to their best abilities. And I do think as as, as the women's game keep on developing, uh, this is also what we are going to see. We're going to see players that will negotiate um, with with those perspectives in mind as well. And and the thing is that with Arsenal, yeah, now they came third. Uh, as long as um, Barcelona wins uh, the Champions League, um, Chelsea will go straight into the group stage of the, the Champions League. But if they don't, then then the WSL will be ranked lower uh, in the UEFA ranking as well. And and that 
now we have the first uh, qualification for the Champions League. I think it's two weeks after the World Cup final is being played. Uh, so no rest for the wicked and especially not for Arsenal. England goalkeeper Sani McIver has made herself unavailable for selection for this summer's World Cup after injury ruined the end of her season. The Manchester City player has had one cap and has regularly been the backup to first choice Mary Earps. However, she pulled out of England's finalissima squad in April and will now not play in Australia and New Zealand in the Summer World Cup. I've taken the decision to make myself unavailable for England selection moving forward, the 24-year-old said. My current focus remains on my rehab. I am making great progress and look forward to a fully fit pre-season with City. Thanks so much to Kerry and Mia for coming on the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast via all good podcasting platforms and give us a follow on Twitter at TWFP1 and on Instagram, it's the Women's Football Podcast. Have a great week, everyone. And thank you for coming with us on the journey through the WSL and all other women's football. Thank you.